Adam Crowley. You don't know any of the lyrics? There are other lyrics. <laughs> but if I had to mix them up, I would probably go with Oh, Chechnya, oh, Chechnya. I love this freaking country. The Adam Crowley Show. Love that show. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Real live NFL football happened last night. Kind of. Real live NFL ball will happen this weekend. Sunday night. Monday night. Joining us now to prognosticate is our friend Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com. 96% of bettors who bet on a yearly basis lose their money. Fat Jack from Fat Jack Sports can help you out. Fat Jack, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great. But well, let me first apologize about my voice. I, um, I'm, I'm not feeling the best, but uh, we won last night. Had uh, Philadelphia, and actually everybody got the unders, an opinion also. So we had Philadelphia as a selection, which was an easy front-line winner in the end. I guess easy. They were Almost gave it up at the end. So that was good. Got the weekend off to a good start and uh, into some profit. Um, but, yeah, my voice is gone. I'm blaming my wife. I told her it was from kissing unclean women, which mainly is her. Um, and, but yeah, I've got voices leaving. But, yeah, we're in, uh, hit, hit last night's game and ready for this weekend. Very excited. I know you guys have a ton going on, uh, but very excited. So go to FatJackSports.com. You're playing the games against the spread. Week two in college is always a good weekend, almost always. Uh, we haven't lost in September in literally a decade, so it's very, very uh, profitable. You go to FatJackSports.com and look at the selections for the entire year, not only for this year, but for the last, like, five years are all posted there. Uh, so look at that. And then week um, one, this happens to be a good week. Normally we ease into the NFL schedule, but I like a lot of these games. Um, and then next week in the NFL is always a really, really popular a uh, week we have a bunch of selections in as well. So good time to get signed up, get the picks text to your cell phone or email to you. Everybody gets exactly the same picks. The price you pay is only determined by how long you sign up. You play. I'm at the Bellagio right now. I've been betting uh, the last couple of days here, um, and everybody gets exactly the same plays are the ones I'm going to be playing. So go to FatJackSports.com. We are going to have a big weekend. As I said, we won last night, and I'm excited about the week. Fat Jack, the Steelers line has moved since Le'Veon Bell is not going to be playing. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, what's funny about that, um, here's, here's kind of some backstory on that. Um, besides the f- stuff you guys already know, uh, Pittsburgh typically doesn't play that well at Cleveland. This is typically a really close game. There are there, there's two types of things you're going to be talking about, sharp players and squares. Squares are guys that are losers. And those are typically general public players that play 50 bucks or 100 bucks. and they have a big – Big long drink in one hand and $50 in the other and a dream. And they're going to play a bunch of SEC favorites on Sunday, on Saturday, a bunch of favorites on Saturday. The sharp players are guys that play 10000 to 50000 They're myself and these other guys. A lot of these guys love Cleveland. Even before this year's love affair with everything that's going on, they love Cleveland almost on a weekly basis. They love Jacksonville. They love Cleveland in the NFL. And almost weekly – they like to play these teams. What's happening right now is they've been hammering Cleveland, and they they hammered them early. And so with the, the Bell situation and a lot of the general public now playing a lot of what's going on there because they just love this team, they've moved this number down. So it, it's been vacillating between four and a half, four. I saw three and a half a little bit yesterday. I, I'll tell you guys, I cannot jump on board with that. A team that has not won a game in two years. Yeah. 
And I'm not a general public player. I never will be. I, I make my money never standing in line, especially in the NFL, with the $50 idiots that just got out of the pool from losing all of his money, sunburned, Tom. he's got tank top on, and a big slushy drink that's Tom. two foot tall taped around his neck. I'm never betting with him. But I will tell you, I'm not putting my money on a team that hasn't won a football game in two years that isn't even getting four points in some of the houses. So I'm going to wait and see on this game. But if you make me play it, even with the issues with Bell, it's clear his teammates thought he's going to be there, and he's not. So they've got some problems. But I cannot bet this game at under four for sure. I'm not going to bet it at four and a half. If, but here's the other one. If Pittsburgh wins the game by a touchdown, nobody's going to be surprised. Cleveland still hasn't won. The one thing most people should know that are NFL fans is that you can't put a lot of stake in the preseason. So who's who's looking at Cleveland preseason and say, boy, they they turned a corner. This team hasn't. I weighed 30 pounds less the last time Cleveland won a game that matters. So, I mean, who knows whether they're going to play well or not. I'll take Pittsburgh if you put a gun to my head. Otherwise, there's much better spots to turn a profit on Sunday. Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, joining us here on the Crowley Show. This might come off as a novice question, but uh, I want to get your thoughts on it. When a player of Bell's caliber is not able to go, or if there's an injury, how much does that usually wind up uh, affecting the line? Not as much as you would think. Okay. Uh, unless it's a, a marquee quarterback. All right, you get Tom Brady, you get Roethlisberger even, you get a marquee-type quarterback, not as much as you think. The general public will try to move it because they're going to overreact in a, in a spot like that. But the sharp players, what I'm talking about, you'll get $50 at a time. You would get a guy walk up, and let's take it out of Pittsburgh. But let's say Ezekiel Elliott, even. All right, let's say that he goes up and he goes out. He might move it one or two points, maybe, but he'll do that $50 at a time. The sharps who understand the value of a player – We'll hammer at 50,000 at a time the other way. So it takes a lot of guys. An average running back, above average, let's say that it's a, a, a guy like that who's a great running back, he might be worth a point and a half, maybe, maybe two points at the most. Um, but getting over those key numbers, that's the deal. So, you know, four and a half, five, five and a half, those are dead numbers. Games don't typically end 25 to 20. So even if it moves a point and a half, it's really doing nothing as far as the actual game goes or very little because games don't end on those numbers. So moving a point and a half or two points, those are all relative terms because they have to move over key numbers. So four is a more important number. So is it above four or below four? Those are more important as far as the gambling uh, numbers go, uh, more than how many points, if that makes sense. It does. This guy gets it, Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. Check him out there. Pitt Penn State this weekend obviously is a huge talking point. Uh, Penn State says it's not a rivalry. Pitt thinks it is a rivalry. Uh, don't know how that plays into the gambling side of things, but Penn State favored by eight and a half points. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, there's a couple of games that I think the general public will absolutely overreact to what happened. That they're probably not uh, they're going to they're going to get burned if they do. And Penn State's one of them. Penn State obviously struggled last week. They had a million reasons to play bad last week. Um, the other one's Texas. Um, we had Maryland last week against Texas. I like them plus the points. I think Texas beats a you know what out of Tulsa. Tulsa's horrible. Texas will get back on track. People who saw the game will look in the rearview mirror. You can't do that. Uh, Las Vegas has television sets. They know what happened last week. They factor that in. The other one's Penn State. The limited uh, practices in college football 
combined with the fact that half their coaching staff was new, they had to replace Barkley, Penn State, and, and frankly, overlooking that game. I, who, I don't care what any of the coaches or players say. They're going to care much more about the pit game than they are Appalachian State. I promise you, they couldn't tell, they could not point out on a map where Appalachian State is. And before they got the scouting report, they knew nothing about those players. So the limited limited practice time, all because all of those things went into them coming out flat, playing bad, and lucky to get out there, getting out of there with a win. I promise you, their focus this week. Penn State didn't all of a sudden forget how to play football. There's a lot of value that was created by how bad they played last week, and that's what that's what you're looking for when you're playing these games in week two. Is where was the value created by how bad somebody or how good they played in week one? Where that value come, and that's what's happening here. Play Penn State if you're going to play the game. Fat Jack, you told us about Michigan and their futures bet, the over/under on their win total. Uh, and you said, uh, be a little leery of them. They wound up losing last week uh, at, at Notre Dame, so kudos there. Yeah, when you sign up at FatJackSports.com, you get futures plays, both the NFL and college, under in the Michigan win on nine and a half is one of our futures plays. So I did more than that. I mean, them going 0-1 was predictable. I had them losing that. I think you just don't go from a five-loss team on the year, the year before, to Winning 10 or 11 games, typically, even when you get a quarterback change, that quarterback was prone to turning the ball over. So it didn't surprise me at all if they lost. So uh, they're not a horrible team, but them losing out Notre Dame was not surprising. Any games this weekend, Fat Jack, that you say, uh, as a experienced better, as a guy who does this for a living, I'm going to stay away from that one? No, absolutely. There's a bunch of those, actually. Uh, stay away from Oklahoma UCLA. The value's gone there. One team looked horrible with a freshman quarterback getting beat by Cincinnati. They go to Oklahoma that could not have played any better, and now that lines up to 30. That game could end by end of 28, and the only people that you know lose are the ones that have the Sooners minus the 30. The other one that is a real trend in Vegas right now is Kansas State. A lot of people are going to play Mississippi State in this spot. Mm. Kansas State, a little bit woeful, not recruiting well. But the one thing Bill Snyder does, Manhattan, Kansas is an absolute dump. All right, you go there, nobody gets excited about it. The food's bad. So players go in there, and they're not excited. Until they get in the, the arena, until they get the stadium, everybody's on top of you. Everybody in about five counties comes in. They get liquored up, and it is a tough, tough place to play. Snyder is 9-1 and one in the last 10 games when he is a double-digit or close to a double-digit underdog at home. He doesn't necessarily wow. win, but he covers a ton of those games. That's why that number goes between 7 and 9. Every time he gets to 9, the Sharps are pounding it and moving it back down to 7. Then the general public plays it and moves it back up toward 9. So be real, real careful if you just think Mississippi State's going to go in there and roll it up on an undermanned, Kansas State team. So those are a couple that I would steer clear of. Uh, the other one, I don't know who in the world is betting Kansas right now. Kansas couldn't beat us, even with the guy <laughs> with his shirt off who can't get anything out of the vending machine and wants to kick the trash in. I promise you, he could one quarterback. Let's play the option. The three of us are beating Kansas. They're horrible. Central Michigan put up at least a little bit of a fight last week. And they're down to a three and a half point favorite. Those are sharp players. Kansas, should, their coach should have been fired last year. They recruit horribly. They got that kid from Washington State. They should have lost last week to an FCS team. I don't know what's going on there. So do not, but, but apparently you're not supposed to play Central Michigan 
because there's a lot of sharp money, but I don't know who they are, and I know most of the sharps out here. That is a tough game, so I'm totally confused about what I'm going to lose sleep on the deal because Central Michigan is probably going to win by four touchdowns. I've got a ton of games that are going to make a lot of money for my clients this week, but there are a couple that are confusing, and you'll get those early in the year, and that's certainly one of them that Kansas Central Michigan game. Last thing for you, one that really stuck out to me, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, is the Packers' seven-and-a-half-point favorites versus the Bears. They get Khalil Mack. They got Roquan Smith. Their defense seems to be very talented. What do you think about that one? Now, Trubisky hasn't played at all in the preseason. And if there's somebody who needed to play in the preseason, it's Mr. Trubisky. He is not, he is not seasoned enough to not go in and not turn the ball over. You know that Green Bay and Rodgers is going to get his, even if they have a great – then they do. The Bears have a great defense. They're loaded up front. Their secondary is good. They probably have the best linebacker core in the, maybe in the NFL. They're very, very good. But there's not a defense that Aaron Rodgers' company offensively is not going to get theirs. So offensively, the Bears are going to have to do something. And they're throwing a quarterback out there that's played little to none in the preseason. So – that's one of those games. I'm going to have probably five plays on Sunday, and I'm not playing the top two on the schedule, and I'm not playing the Sunday night game. Um, you got to be careful of the single games because the NFL, those are fundraisers. Monday night, Sunday night, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So the Bears will probably be around in that one, but I can see it landing on the seventh. If you make me play it, I can't go with a quarterback who hasn't played much meaningful football and is prone to throw the, turn the ball over. I think Green Bay's defense is going to be a little bit better, but there's, there's easier spots. So I would definitely steer clear of that one. Um, I'll give you one. Like I said, I'm playing a lot of the card on Sunday, or at least four or five games. But I do like the Chargers over the Chiefs. Play what you, what you know versus what you speculate. The Chiefs quarterback should be good going forward, but it's going to take him a couple of games to probably catch up to everything also. Chargers, you know exactly what you're getting. Year two of the commute from San Diego to L.A. should go easier for Rivers. They are, they're loaded top to bottom, really. They were in a lot of one-score games last year. I think they probably get it done. That's a layup. Again, not a game I release, but I like that a lot better than trying to trying to figure out how good Trubisky is going to play at, at um, Lambeau Field. Jack, you got to promise me one thing moving forward, man. you got to stop kissing your wife, okay? Oh, my gosh. I told her. I said, you are killing me. We're in week two. The NFL's kicking off. I sound like the Godfather made out with Buford T. Justice or something. Ended up having some type of, I don't know, a lozenge or something. But, guys, if you want to make money this weekend playing the games, go to FatJackSports.com. Consistent winning selections is the way you do it. Do I sound like I'm guessing? I do this all week long. I'm thinking of Bellagio right now. I play these games myself, and then I send those selections to my clients. That's it. There's no upselling. There's no double talk. There's not 50 packages. You pay the same price. Everybody, no matter if you're a $50 player or 20000 you get the same plays. You pay the same price. The price is only determined by how long you sign up. Call 800-298-1383 or go to fatjacksports.com. I will help you turn a profit, play in the games against the spread, get you on the right side of these games, and you'll see what successful, consistent winning selections can do for you. And, and then uh, next week I'm going to have a better voice. Things are going to go better, and you're going to have to turn a profit. So um, enjoy the games, and uh, you go to FatJackSports.com in the meantime. I'll talk to you Friday, Fat Jack, when we're all more wealthy, man. Appreciate it. You guys have a great week. Enjoy the games, and I'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. You take care. That's FatJack, FatJackSports.com. Coming up next. I'll tell you about football Jesus. 
and how he relates to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Crowley Show. Hey! The Adam Crowley Show. Are you putting me in a position to pull a Phil Kessel or something like that right now? Is that what you're saying? I think you did pull a Phil Kessel, and now we're calling you on it like we're calling Dunlap, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Am I on the air right now? Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. If the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl, the defense is going to need a savior. They're going to need one guy to rise from the dead and make a huge difference. Lucky for them, they've got a Notre Dame grad who can be their version of football Jesus. That's Stephon it. He was never the same last season after his biceps injury on the third play of the first game. The loss of its familiar form as a disruptor for the defensive front was noticeable, though more people point to the absence of linebacker Ryan Shazier as to what screwed Pittsburgh. Shazier can't play this season, though. I don't want to say forget about him, but in terms of football, forget about him. Tuit will play. He's already shown signs that he's back to his old self. Think about the third preseason game, you know, the only one that matters. Tuit claps the pocket on the first play from scrimmage. On the second play, he brought down Marcus Mariota for a sack. On the third play, I was screaming to myself, He is risen! When was the last time that we saw the Steelers' defense play well? Because the last time we witnessed them, they surrendered 164 rushing yards to the Jags at Hinesfield at home in a playoff game. I guess it was no surprise, though, because after the scary Shazier injury, the Steelers' defense was worse by one yard per rush and 11 points per game. Even a nobody football fan, a novice football fan, would recognize those trends are debilitating to a team with Super Bowl aspirations. Well, the Steelers' title aspirations tanked in their first playoff game, so how's that for debilitating? I'm not here to paint a picture, a pretty one, of the void left by Shazier, the solution at middle linebacker right now is bad. John Bostic, Matthew Thomas, they raise more questions than answers. Still, Tuit revving his march toward dominance will make the Steelers' defense formidable, no matter that Shazier replacement situation. People around the team say Tuit is more talented than the defense's best player. That's Cam Hayward, who had 12 sacks last year. But if Tuit can also hit double digits in sacks... The Steelers will again be a team that terrorizes opposing quarterbacks. They had the most sacks in team history last year, but I never felt like they got consistent pressure. Last year, only two teams could claim multiple defenders with at least 10 sacks. The Jags and the Chargers. And respectively, they ranked first and third in pass defense. The Steelers would take first or third in pass defense. They'll also take away opponents' rushing attacks if Tuit is back to where he was before the injury. With him and Hayward holding down the front... Defensive coordinator Keith Butler can then be more creative with the packages that deploy seven defensive backs, the new dollar we hear so much about. Even if you want to go six, you feel better because the big guys up front can stop the run. It's not all about to it when it comes to the Steelers, but when it comes to the Steelers, it's all about the stairway to seven. Who's better built to help with that than football Jesus? 412 922 2874 is the number to call. 
That's 412-922-2874. Let's go to Paul Dog next up here on the Crowley Show. Hey, Paul Dog. Adam, how's it going, buddy? You tell me, pal. Hey, uh, you know, everyone's getting tired of Levy. As a fan, everyone's getting tired of Levy on Bell, I think. I think everybody wants, you know, it's game time, you know, time, time is of the essence. Uh, you know, but uh, I think people, you know, the hard, the hard knocks thing, you know, and when you watch that, it's almost like they've been gearing up, the Browns have been gearing up this, for this game since, like, preseason week one, you know, minus the cuts and whatever. So I'm kind of hoping we're taking this a little seriously. But, Adam, uh, I have some breaking news. Let's hear it, and I don't know if it, And I don't know if it reached you guys yet, but I have an unreliable source that is telling me that the Pittsburgh Steelers purposely are holding uh, Bell out due to the high – possibility that the Browns were purposely um, planning to give him edibles for the game. <laughs> now, now my source says that now, since Le'Veon's been pretty good since uh, 2014, since his buck, we all know that. But the Browns' intentions are a real threat. And uh, due to uh, the drafting of a baker, Oh, Paul, that's a lot of work for a terrible joke. Hey, and look, here's the deal, pal. I'm all about that. I get it. I work a lot for terrible jokes. That was a bad one. Do you have a rap for us today? Uh, if you want me to carve something up, it could be Thanksgiving right now. You know. He's going to carve something up? Yeah. Carve it up for us, baby. Okay, now just remember this. The original is not as, uh, it's always better than the sequel, okay? so We got you, Paul. <laughs> uh Okay, this one goes out to AC, the Baltimore B, and the shirtless T. I have to also give a shout out to Craig Mack and uh, super, uh, our Super. Ding dong, who's at the door? Hey Ben, who's at the door? I don't know. Ding dong, who is that? Hey B, I'm not sure. I'm working on my dance. Okay, I'll get it. Oh, it's James Conant. Ready to take a stance. Looking good in that number 30. Answer the bell. Maybe get over 100. Get a little dirty. The Cleveland Browns. The team without a logo. Sealand. Oh, jeez. No! Are- no! <laughs> Come on! That is crazy. Good baseball team. No sellouts. You guys are just plain lazy. Yeah. Steelers, the team of controversy, A.B. wearing Fasachi. Steelers curtain week one, can you hear me? Ooh! Let's band together. Terrible towels flying always and forever. Double yoy. Boy! And now my brain hurts. I can't. <laughs> it was good enough, Happy pal. Friday. Paul it was good enough, Paul. We it was good enough. It was week. great. Those we want one of those bars. every week, pal. That was badass. The joke beforehand, we can live without. But if we get that oh, yeah. rap every time, yeah. I will take whatever jokes you got, my yeah, man. Yeah, I will sit through whatever <laughs> long setup you need to get to that joke just to hear the rap, Paul Dog. <laughs> hey, guys. Happy Friday. Go Steelers. Go Steelers, buddy. See you, pal. That's awesome. Paul Dog's back. He's, He's back. He's guy. He's a resident rapper, like our show rapper now. Paul Dog gave it to us 
before the third preseason game, the game that counted. Didn't care so much about the fourth preseason game. I want one every damn week. He shows up, man, for the important stuff. Ding dong is his <laughs> signature line. The team without a logo. Oh, my. I love it. He's good stuff. I want him every week. Me, too. Every damn Me week. Me, too. Yeah, I will feel less of a man if I don't have Paul Dog. Friday's with Paul Dog. He's going shirtless T. He's going, going Baltimore, Baltimore B. B. Yeah, wow. Is that your new moniker? God, I hope not. Baltimore B and shirtless T. People are going to think I'm a criminal if I start going by that. <laughs> he went AC. I think that's where it all started from. It was with you, AC. AC, shirtless T, Baltimore B. There's some ROMs there. Yeah. That's how he beat. That's some bars. And some rhymes. Spitting bars. Don't know what the hell I just said. I think I said ROMs. Did I sound really old saying spitting bars? Yes. Thank you. And on a day that Mac Miller died. <laughs> how dare you? What? That was we a better rap than anything got... Mac Miller ever did, as far as I'm concerned. So. <laughs> Coming up next, we expect greatness. All up, Paul Dog from Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com. We'll get her thoughts on the Cleveland Browns, her scouting report. They got a left tackle who's playing in this game who probably shouldn't be. It's a Crowley show. Baby blue and white. Baby blue and white. Baby blue and white. Oh, that doesn't even sound right, right? Ding dong, touchdown. The Adam Crowley Show. Sidney Crosby got rubbed by the glove on power play. And they're. That's it, Rob. You guys looked at each other like I said, Rob. Yeah, you? and then you added by the glove. Oh, you got rubbed by the glove? You're going to have to yank that one, Tom. Please go ahead and pull that for me. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Hey, Ben. Who's at the door? I don't know. Ding dong. Who is that? Hey, B. I'm not sure. I'm working on my dance. Okay, I'll get it. Oh, it's James Conant. Ready to take a stance. Looking good in that number 30. Crazy. Good baseball team. No sellouts. You guys are just plain lazy. Yes. Steelers, the team of controversy. A.B. wearing Fasachi. Steelers curtain week one. Can you hear me? Ooh. Steelers nation. Let's band together. Terrible towels flying always and forever. Double yoy. Boy. Expected to be joined soon by Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com to give a scouting report on the Cleveland Browns. Paul Dog is a member of the show now. He will continue <laughs> to be a member of the show. Mr. Richard, one of our tremendous character callers. We don't plant these people. They just become characters on the program. Mr. Richard is a recluse. We got Devin who calls in all the time. Braden who is always up our ass on Twitter.com. Uh, enough already, Braden. We get it. You like the show. I love you, Braden. Ah, just calm down, okay? Braden, you tweet at us anytime you want, Braden. Don't listen to him. He's just all upset because Mac Miller died. I am, and Braden said he's with you guys. He thinks that Burt Reynolds' death is a bigger death than Mac Miller death. Absolutely. I'd go one further. Aretha Franklin, too. I think Aretha is numero uno, followed by... Careful. Who's Crowley. the other guy who died? John McCain. Oh, Robin Leach All right, also. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now for ranking deaths and bringing McCain into this. I'd go Aretha, McCain, Mac Miller, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is fourth. 
No. Yeah, it, behind Mac. I get you. That's true. Yeah. It goes Burt Reynolds because John McCain would have never been able to do what he did without Burt Reynolds. Why does it always so come back to Burt? John McCain, second Burt Reynolds. Then we've got Aretha Franklin because, let's be honest, lots of people sing R&B. And then fourth would be Mac Miller. She did it better, though, right? She did it great. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Aretha. You know what? I but will Bert actually. went further for society. He did more for society. Really? Yes. Than Aretha Franklin? Yes. Uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, her after her death, man. You got you to gotta come tell on. Me, tell me one thing that Aretha has contributed to this show. To this show? Yes. Tell me one thing. Give me one thing that she's contributed to this show. Anytime we speak to a black athlete, they had the confidence oh, now to step you're just, forward. You're making stuff up now. Because like, no. of Aretha Franklin. No, no, and we haven't had any black athletes on, actually. And I just talked to Heinz Ward yesterday. Oh, yeah, we did. Never mind. Yeah, it was him. Okay, I forgot about him. <laughs> I rest my case. But let me go one step further. I know we got a call here. We'll get to it. But the uh, the um, Burt Reynolds makes every other person in that group relevant. Plus, he lent Smokey reports to our show. He did give us Smokey reports. That I cannot deny. And for that reason, I do have to give Burt Reynolds his R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Did I spell that right? R-E-S-P-C-T-E? I don't know. NFL. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot from Cleveland.com joins us now to give us a Cleveland Browns scouting report. Mary Kate, really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. The Browns are 1-31 over the last couple of years. What's different now this year? Well, pretty much everything, actually. When uh, when you look over this roster, uh, both sides of the ball, they've really overhauled it. They've changed it by 51%. There are new players at so many different positions, including the all-important position of quarterback, which I think that could make all the difference in the world for them. I mean, if you look back over the last couple of years, it's been rookie Deshaun Kaiser all last year and then Cody Kessler the year before that. Uh, people might underestimate, you know, what it's like to try to, to put a rookie out there when you just don't have the supporting cast around him. This year they've upgraded everything, and now they have a good quarterback. So I think they can win some football games. Mary Kay Cabot joining us here on the Crowley Show. Josh Gordon says that the Browns' chances are higher than they've ever been to beat the Steelers. Sounds like they're a confident football team. They are a confident football team. That's because they're looking around at each other and seeing – that they have talent on this team. I mean, if you just look at Josh Gordon out there, I mean, he, he looks like a beast. Just the way that he's built, the way that he runs, the way that he moves, and we all know what he's capable of doing on the football field when he's healthy and on the top at the top of his game. So uh, they look around, they, they see guys like that. They see Miles Garrett, who's just ready to jump out of his skin. Uh, they, they, you know, they see newcomers such as Terrence Mitchell and Demarius Randall. You know, they've got Denzel Ward now at cornerback. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, who doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, you've got Jarvis Landry, who led the NFL with receptions last year. We haven't even talked about guys like Duke Johnson. So I don't know. I just, I just think they're looking around uh, the field at each other and thinking, you know, we're fast, we're big, and we have some talent this year. What's the reaction been like from the Browns' locker room about the Steelers' locker room and everything that's been going on this week? Well, I asked Hugh Jackson about that yesterday. He said, I don't care if they beat the crap out of each other or something like that. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it'll be interesting to see if the Le'Veon Bell situation is, you know, tears the the Steelers apart for this week or brings them together. Sometimes it can bring a team together. And if they all rally around that and pull together, then, you know, then it can work to their advantage. But, 
if, you know, if they let it divide them, that will hurt them. Now, the other big factor heading into this game is going to be the weather. Uh, there's expected to be extremely high winds, 30-mile-an-hour winds, tons of rain, and I think that could be the great equalizer in this game. Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com, joining us here on the Crowley Show. That's interesting. I hadn't looked at the weather forecast yet, and uh, certainly without Le'Veon Bell, it's going to be more onus now on James Conner. Uh, of course, Todd Haley has some experience with James Conner and Le'Veon Bell. How's he being received in Cleveland, and how excited is he about getting this opportunity so early in the season to get after his former team? Oh, I think he's really, really excited about it. And I think he's been very well received in Cleveland, especially if you guys had a chance to watch any hard knocks. You just saw how funny he was on that show. <laughs> so I, I think that, you know, right now he's a little bit of a, a cult figure. He's a cult hero here because uh, he was just so darn funny every single week. And, um, you know, I, I think people, you know, want to hear more from him and, you know, read more about him and see what he's up to on Sunday. And he's very, very excited about this, obviously. Uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder heading into this game. He's not going to admit that, but everyone knows that's the case uh, after what happened there in Pittsburgh and how he basically, I'm sure, put his heart and soul into that team for so many years. So I'm sure that he wants a little bit of sweet revenge in this game, and he's doing everything he can to provide a scouting report and get this team ready to play. Tyrod or Tyrod, Mary Kay? I'm a tie person. I'm definitely a tie person. I do not like... I can't stand how Tarad sounds. It just sounds wrong to me. And I really wish that we could all be unified on this and go back to Ty. He was fine with it. And, uh, yeah, I don't like how Tarad sounds at all. There was a Pittsburgh Penguins player that we thought his name was Connor Sheary for the longest time. And then after about two seasons, he told us all, that's ah, actually Connor Sherry. Hey, if you don't speak up in a couple of seasons, I say we call you whatever the heck we want to call you. Uh, Tyrod wasn't named the guy because Baker needs to sit, right? I mean, they, they believe that he gives them the best chance to win. Yes, absolutely, 100%. And they never wavered on that. They never gave Baker a chance. He never had an opportunity to even show that he deserved to win the job. They never let him see or anybody see what he would have done with the first-team offense. Uh, nobody has any idea what he was capable of this year, and I think the organization just made a very firm commitment to a veteran quarterback and that they were going to let the rookie uh, just percolate a little bit and learn on the sidelines and figure what this pro game is all about before he gets thrown in there. Mary Kay, do you have to uh, watch Hard Knocks, I suppose, for your job then, don't you? Unfortunately, yes, uh, <laughs> because uh, a lot of the reporters were saying like it was five more preseason games that we had to do because you know, they were late Tuesday nights, and, and it just added, you know, you'd work the whole day at camp, and then you'd have to go home and watch Hard Knocks and write, you know, what we learned and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, for one, am very glad it's over, but I thought that I did, thought they did a great job on it. It seemed to be one of the better Hard Knocks seasons, and also I think it gave uh, fans probably nationwide a really good view of the Cleveland Browns. Mary Kay, who gets to start at left tackle for the Browns this week? Well, they announced it today. It is Desmond Harrison, uh, the undrafted rookie who spent actually three full years off of the football field uh, before he ended up at Division II West Georgia last year. I have a story online uh, that gives you the entire background of Desmond Harrison. I spent a lot of time this week going back and talking to high school coaches and college coaches and 
scouts and different people to just kind of piece together the story of Desmond Harrison. And I think I was also, uh, to get it pretty well nailed as far as what he's been through over the past few years. But here he is stepping in for Joe Thomas in, you know, arguably the biggest game of the season. And uh, they will have an undrafted rookie going against the Steelers. Now you want to talk about big shoes to fill. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot joining us here on the Crowley Show. You can check that article out at cleveland.com. Uh, Denzel Wards get to start. That's no surprise. Uh, the fourth overall pick in this year's draft. Do they have faith that he's the guy that's going to get the lion's share of responsibility for Antonio Brown, or is that not the plan? You know what? I, I have a feeling that they will mix it up some. I don't know that they want to throw the rookie to the wolves in the same way that they're not ready to start Baker Mayfield yet. I don't yeah. know if they want to give Denzel Ward the sole responsibility for trying to shut down Antonio Brown, who had 11 catches for 182 yards in that meeting here last year in the opener. So uh, they don't want to shatter his confidence. I don't think that way. So I would think that, that they'll play that they'll play sides, that they'll do some zone. I'm not exactly sure what the game plan, obviously, is going to be yet, but I don't think that they're going to hang Denzel out to drive the whole game. I have a two-parter here for you now. Miles Garrett hasn't been shy about wanting to get to Ben Roethlisberger. He also seems like a cool guy to cover. Uh, is he? Uh, he seems like a vivacious kind of personality. He really is. And I wasn't able to get this uh, Q&A that I did with him done before this um before this game that I was trying to do because this Desmond Harrison thing cropped up and I just felt it was really important to tell his story since he was starting at such an important position this week. Um, so it kind of blew my whole week out of the water trying to pin that story down. Uh, but I had prepared and I was ready to, to put in the paper and online a Miles Garrett Q&A just trying to get inside the mind of Miles Garrett because he's a very deep thinker and he's a really cool guy. And he has a lot of interesting thoughts on, on life and different things like that. So he is fun to cover. And you're right. He doesn't back down from anything. He's never backed down from wanting to sack Ben Roethlisberger, which, you know, I mean, that is a gutsy, gutsy thing to do, to take on Ben Roethlisberger like that and the Steelers uh, right out of the gate. So I guess you have to give him credit for that. He's establishing, you know, he's planting his flag, so to speak. And I imagine that he'll plant his flag maybe one or two times on Sunday. Uh, ben Roethlisberger didn't play against him last year, so I uh, can't wait to see that in that theater and how it winds up playing out. Uh, Mary Kay, really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and at least no more hard knocks afterwards. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Take care. All right, you too. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. That's Mary Kay Cabot from cleveland.com she knows her stuff she is a long tenured writer about the cleveland browns and i can't imagine that that's easy i i really can't you watch a team go one and 31 i mean there's plenty of stories to tell but the entertainment value isn't quite there you cover the steelers and at least you get to watch good football coming up next my definitive pittsburgh steelers 2018 prediction i know you've all been waiting for it it's also the start of the Bud Light Happy Hour. Before we get to that, though, it is a Friday because Bud Light Happy Hour only happens on Fridays. You know what that means, Brian? I think I do, Adam, and I'm, I'm excited here, but I want you to tell me. It's a free movie. Friday. Oh, yeah. With Adam tickets, they're back. They want to give you a chance to win a pair of movie tickets to see the new horror movie, The Nun. That's in theaters today. It's so scary. We're giving away two tickets. So you don't go alone. <gasps> Text burger to A T O M one. 
That's Burger to A T O M one two eight six six one for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates may apply. My prediction next. None your business. Damn it! I didn't do it. I didn't want to do that. I did anyhow. You, you dropped the nun. I joke, dropped the nun you? pun. Oh boy. None more. None of them. None of those. We want none of them. I'm Please don't it make a that habit. a habit. Oh! oh! ESPN Pittsburgh.